Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. There are some virtues that the Bible says are beautiful, but that the world laughs at. The ethics of this world are very often the opposite of God's ethics. But some virtues are so good and so beautiful that even the world can see it. And I don't know of any better example than integrity. Everyone wants to be a man or woman of integrity. You never hear anyone mock integrity like they do other virtues like sexual purity or humility. And yet, even with the universal admiration that exists for the virtue of integrity, it's relatively rare. What about you? Are you a person of integrity? We're studying the book of James, and we're in chapter 5, verse 12, which says, Above all, my brothers, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or anything else. Let your yes be yes and your no, no, or you will be condemned. According to one criminologist, the number one crime in the United States of America is fraud. That happens more than anything else. And I don't know how many convictions there are, but it seems to me that hardly any of the people that do it ever get caught. Uh, There's so many scams out there. They're just everywhere. Uh, Constant scams. I mean, there's every different kind you can imagine. Timeshare scams and wholesale buyer's club scams and people calling you up. You want to free this, you want to free that, and this sign up, and and traffic ticket scams and Craigslist scams. and, And, you know, that kind of dishonesty is one of the things in this world that honestly just makes life in a fallen world hard, right? People ripping you off, people lying to you. Uh, but as aggravated as we might get over people like that, very often we've got our own forms of dishonesty and unfaithfulness, don't we? I mean, if we're, if we're honest, we admit it, we're... So often we are, it's not obvious, you know, we're like running a scam to rip people off, but a lot of times lack of integrity can creep into our hearts, can't it? We come to church and put on a mask, right? We, we, we make it seem like, oh, I don't have any embarrassing sins. Sure, I'm a sinner, yeah, but I don't have any of the embarrassing kind. Give, I give everyone the impression that I've got it all together. I laugh at a joke I don't even get, just so people won't think I'm dumb. No. I pretend to know things I don't know. I pretend to recognize people I don't recognize. I, I say things that, that, that the words mean one thing to me, but they mean something different to the person I'm talking to, and I know that. Or I don't even concern myself with whether that's true. There's so many subtle forms of dishonesty. Like this. How about, how about when we're not honest with people about where they stand with us? You know, relational dishonesty. We're, we're upset with someone and we won't go and talk to them about it. We won't let them know. And, and, and so that person thinks everything is fine. And it's not. We smile like nothing's wrong. Something is wrong. That's lying. It's lying. And our struggles with integrity go beyond just lying, too. Because uh, we also struggle with unfaithfulness. Those are two different things. Lying is when you intentionally deceive someone. Unfaithfulness is when you don't follow through on your word uh, or your responsibility. 
And that's, you know, I might tell you that I'm going to do something and I commit to it and I fully mean it. I'm not lying. I'm being totally honest. I fully intend to do it when I say it, but then I fail to follow through for one reason or another. That's, that's unfaithfulness. You can't count on me. I, I, it's an integrity problem. It's an integrity problem. You say you'll pray for someone and you don't do it. You say you're going to be there, you don't show up or you're late. It's an integrity problem. You sign up for a ministry and you commit to that, but over time you get discouraged, so you quit. And then you blame the person who discouraged you. Or you just lose interest and let it go. You vow to be faithful to your wife, but then you start lusting after other women. You vow, till death do us part, but then when, when it gets really hard and or someone else comes along, shows the attention you crave, you, you, you get a divorce on, without biblical grounds. Whether it's a really big issue like leaving your spouse or something more common like putting on a mask at church, um, lapses in integrity are very, very serious matter. Look what's at stake. Verse 12, James 5, 12. He says, let your yes be yes and your no, no, or you will be condemned. I mean, that's just right out of the hatch with that. You're going to be condemned. What's at stake here is nothing less than condemnation. And that's not talking about judgment of believers like James has talked about several times in this book. This is the word about being condemned to hell. Revelation 21 is a description of that wonderful day when believers will enter into the new Jerusalem where we're going to live forever and ever. And it says this in verse 4. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. He who overcomes will inherit this. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, and all liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. It goes on, verse 14. Blessed are those who wash their robes that they will have the right to the tree of life. Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. All liars will spend eternity in the lake of fire. You say, well, what if I lie and I repent? Well, then you're not a liar. Right? Praise God. If we, if we repent of our sin and we have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we're not defined by our sins anymore. They're gone. So if you lie and you, you repent, you're not a liar. But a person who lies and refuses to repent, that person is a liar and all liars will spend eternity in the lake of fire. So this issue of integrity is a very serious matter. Very serious matter. It's a big deal because God hates lying and he hates unfaithfulness. When Ananias and Sapphira lied about their offering in Acts 5, God killed them on the spot, in church, boom, Amen. knocked them dead, just dead. Amen. Proverbs 6.16 boils everything that God hates down to just seven things. And two of the seven are lying. Number two is a lying tongue. Number six is a false witness who pours out lies. In Psalm 5.6 it says, God, you destroy those who tell lies. De- deceitful men the Lord abhors. You can't approach God if you're a liar. You can't move close to Him. You can't. Uh, many times people feel like, "Well, I'm distant from God. I, I'm, I'm not near Him. I don't. I, I don't have that closeness, that feeling of intimacy with God." And in many cases, it's because there's a lack, a lap, a lack of integrity in their life. Psalm twenty-four, three says, "Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who can draw near to God? Who can be close to Him?" Verse four: He who does not swear deceitfully. 
Psalm 15.1 says the same thing. Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary? He who speaks the truth from his heart, has no slander on his tongue, who does his neighbor no wrong, casts no slur on his fellow man, and who keeps his oath even when it hurts. Honesty and integrity. That's who can approach God. And, and unrepentant liars can't approach God. They're going to be condemned, shut out from the presence of God. And so honesty and, and faithfulness are a matter of nothing less than spiritual life and death. That's what's at stake here. Those are the stakes. Do an assessment of your integrity. Are there any weak points that need attention? In the days to come, we'll talk about how to overcome sins of dishonesty and unfaithfulness. But for today, just focus on identifying them. Because the first step in change is repentance. And you have to be aware of a sin before you can confess it and repent of it. So start with dishonesty. Is there any relational dishonesty in your life? You're not straight with people about where they stand with you. Maybe you lie just to avoid conflict or to dodge accountability. How about dishonesty designed to improve your standing in other people's eyes? Boasting, exaggeration, stories designed to make you look good? Maybe it's in financial deals. You're willing to mislead people when there's a lot of money involved so you can get a good deal on something. You don't treat people the way you want people to treat you in financial transactions. Probably the most common form of dishonesty is when we lie to cover shame. We either understate the severity of our sins or we flat out lie about them. And what about unfaithfulness? Are you unreliable in some areas? You don't keep your word? You can't be counted on? It doesn't take much for you to renege on your commitments? Hit pause on the podcast right here and take whatever time you need to confess to God any lapses in integrity. Father, all your ways are loving and faithful for those who keep the demands of your covenant. For the sake of your name, O Lord, forgive my iniquity, because my sin is great. I will sing to you a new song and shout for joy, for your word is right and true. You are faithful in all you do. You love righteousness and justice. The earth is full of your faithfulness and unfailing love. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss. Faithfulness springs forth from the earth, and righteousness looks down from heaven. Your compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. O Lord, teach me to be faithful and true. Make me a person of integrity that I might reflect your character. All those sins of dishonesty and unfaithfulness I just confessed, O Lord, forgive me. Teach me to love people enough to be truthful with them. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? 
This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of James. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. And if you like listening on your phone, get our free mobile app. Install the Church One app from the Play Store and select Food for Your Soul. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.